This is Film Trauma Podcast. I am your host, Rick. And I spent way too much goddamn money on Blu-rays. I have a lot of downtime in my job as a tattoo artist, and I used to spend that time searching the internet, looking for inspiration for my next tattoo project, personal art project, heavy metal logo I create, or any number of things I'm doing. And instead, I will get sidetracked on Instagram, Reddit, and the Facebook groups, looking at all the DVD, Blu-ray collector pages, and I'd find myself on Amazon and eBay searching out uh, these wonderfully amazing new Blu-ray titles from the boutique labels, which are my favorite. Now, I'm very disconcerting about um, the, the titles that I buy. I don't just buy any old damn thing that comes down the pike. I am fascinated and obsessed with the boutique labels like Mondo Macabro, Um, Vinegar Syndrome, Severin, 88 Films, just to name a few. If there's a boutique label out there, chances are I own a ton of their releases. So um, I found myself just spending, 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 spending. And in the midst of my financially irresponsible behavior, I had a moment of clarity. And I realized I was buying so much I was just not, I forgot about the most important part about being a film lover, being obsessed with film, and that is sitting down and and spending the time watching the titles I was collecting. I'm so far behind in my collection, in my watching, I've decided to stop spending and start watching, and I'm going to watch every goddamn movie on my shelf, no matter how long it takes me. And I'm going to use this podcast that's been sitting dusty on the shelves of the internet for who knows how long as a platform to voice my opinion and put it out there and see what happens. And today, um, inspired by my recent purchase and and review of uh, The Creature from Black Lake from Synapse Films, I decided to dive into some other Bigfoot titles in my collection, namely um, Shriek of the Mutilated which we'll get into, and Abominable from MVD Rewind Collection. Abominable is the first um, entry for MVD in my collection. I have, a, I have a shelf, a full shelf of MVD, and I'm really happy with their releases. And uh, I'll talk about this one last because uh, it's, it's the best out of the bunch. Now, Shriek of the Mutilated, I had no idea about anything about this film going into it. Um, the edition that I have is the limited edition with a nice slip cover, the brand new artwork. And I'll tell you, the artwork on the cover of this Blu-ray is freaking amazing. The quality is top notch always. And I love the, the embossed, the glossy embossed lettering on here. And the front of the Blu-ray features, um, the lovely actress in the blue dress. I was captivated by her the entire film and uh, the face of of the Yeti monster and uh, someone wrapped in a sheet or something and someone tied to a tree and it says piece by piece by piece the bodies vanish in shriek of the mutilated now I'll have to say actually on the back of this too there is um, the native the guy who's supposed to be like a Native American guy carrying like a ham bone and terrible just terrible but the I, re- I really do like the the yeti on the back the yeti monster carrying the lovely actress but um i really had no idea about this film i thought it was a legit bigfoot yeti movie i was extremely 
of course, like uh, I was really interested in it, like like you would. It's the the allure of the drive drive in, the 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 marquee appeal, right? I think that's what they call it. Um, it, it the title the titles drew me in, and I had to watch it. I had to own it. I had to get it. And after watching it, I'm sure like most people watch it, watching it for the first time, were extremely disappointed by it because it's a horrible film. It really is one of the worst schlock movies ever. But, you know, that's subjective. Good and bad is subjective when, when you're looking at this type of Z-grade cinema because it is definitely so bad it's good. Um, it, you know, and from the back of the box it says, Anthropology professor Dr. Prell has invented has invited his class to a remote cabin in the mountains to research the mythical abominable snowman. Soon after they arrive, strange events begin to befall the students, including sightings of a huge white furry creature. When several members of the group go missing, only to be discovered dead, their bodies horribly mangled, fears mount that the legendary monster is very real and out for blood. But is everything as simple as it appears? No, it's not. Uh, Low-rent gore, bizarre twists, and one of the strangest-looking versions of Bigfoot in cinema history, Michael Finley's The Touch of Her Flesh, Snuff, Shriek of the Mutilated, has earned and lives up to its reputation as one of the quintessential pieces of early 70s drive-in filmmaking. Produced and co-written by Ed Adlam, Eddie Adlam, as he likes to be called, Invasion of the Blood Farmers, and photographed by Roberta Finley, Tenement, Vinegar Syndrome was excited to bring this 42nd Street classic to Blu-ray and its fully uncensored and untampered with original version, newly restored in 4K from its recently unearthed 35mm camera negative. Special features include newly scanned and restored in 4K from its 35mm original camera negative, brand new commentary track with cinematographer Roberta Finley, moderated by film historian Casey Scott, Yeti Again, a brand new interview with Roberta Finley, So Bad It's Great, a brand new interview with producer and co-writer Eddie Adlam, The Wilds of Westchester, The Locations of Shriek the Mutilated, audio essay by cryptozoology author, author David Coleman, Reversible Sleeve, English subtitles, directed by Michael Finley. Um, you know, that's exactly, it's very accurate, the description of this film. Um, it is a 42nd Street classic for sure, and the title alone was enough to draw in audiences. I don't know how successful this movie was or if it made any money at all, but um, watching this film, I was completely lost and just shocked <laughs> and confused by the whole thing. Really not knowing what to expect, going in completely completely blind is like the best way to do it, I think. I've seen these titles forever. I've heard about them forever in the backs of magazines and recommendations from friends and, and interviews and from people and things like that, name dropping them. But I just don't, I never researched. There's just not enough time in, in my life to research all these titles and to go in prepared. So going in um, to Shriek of the Mutilated uh, was wonderful. I, I was caught off guard completely. And it was like the first time that I watched Blood Sucking Freaks. It was the first, uh, that was, that's exactly how I felt. And in fact, uh, the lead actress, um, Jennifer Stock, who appears in this and Blood Sucking Freaks as, I think she's credited as woman on the wall or woman hanging, something like that. Um, she's in this as well. I didn't recognize her from that, but um, she's probably one of the caged women or something like that. Um, yeah, it, I was completely confused the the entire film and uh, annoyed, rather annoyed that <laughs> that uh, the film was as bad as it was. But it's fine. Um, it, at some point, 
you sort of get over those preconceived notions that you that I may you may have going going into a film that's titled Shriek of the Mutilated because it's like the best like one of the best titles ever for any Z grade or any horror film that just sounds radical and um I don't know but um the best thing the film aside the film is just there's no point in really going into the nuances of it or how they did water, what was effective and what wasn't effective, because that's not what these movies are about. These movies are about an experience overall, a drive-in experience. And was I entertained? Mostly. Um, in the same way that uh, Bloodsucking Freaks entertains me to a lesser extent. But the the, the greatest takeaway from my experience with Shriek of the Mutilated was um, getting acquainted with the career of Roberta Finley, Michael Finley, the director, and um, Eddie Adlam. The interviews with Roberta and Eddie, respectively, on the disc were fantastic. They're very charismatic people. I could listen to those two talk forever about their careers. Roberta Finley was a was an adult film a filmmaker. She made produced a lot of adult films and then some other z-grade horror films that i have in my collection um that, that are wonderful and i love them and it, it was just it was really awesome to, to hear the female perspective on making and shooting and scoring uh these these drive-in films so i'm that was that was great. It was a really cool experience to, to listen to her commentary and her insights about her career, a, a bit about her career and, and her marriage to Michael Finley, sort of, and um, that sort of thing. So I, it was it was really good. It was really good, and and it inspired me to to work backwards and, and search out more titles from Roberta Finley. Really um, dig into that, and um, I'll check them out for sure. And then. Um, Eddie Adlam, the producer, he and I listened to that guy talk forever. Um, so I, I definitely recommend picking up a copy of Shriek of the Mutilated. And I got very lucky with the slipcase edition that I have. Um, it looks really nice on my shelf. The artwork is, is lovely. Even the reversible sleeve. I went ahead and reversed the artwork on the sleeve. And the, the it's a, a tremendous painting of a, of a white Yeti. Um, walking through a house with green carpeting um, ready to traverse up the stairs and a staircase filled with blood so it's very cool and the and it says uh, a frenzied hunt for a hideous beast uncovers an evil cannibal cult and death is the devil's blessing yeah that's fine i mean the one thing i will say about this shriek of the mutilated is that i kind of i did at the end i enjoyed what they did with the bigfoot yeti creature i thought that made it it made his appearance and the quality of the suit that they use and all of that just worth it it was worth it seeing what they did with it at the end so um shriek of the mutilated interesting film i'm glad i watched it i'm glad i experienced it and i'm i'm excited to go into um, deeper into the careers of the, those involved. And of course, Michael Finley was killed. The director was killed. He was on his way to demonstrate a 3D camera, and his helicopter crashed on the roof of a building, and it killed him, and it killed, I think, a woman uh, at the, on the street. Um, the propeller, the debris, something uh, killed her in the accident, which is terrible. And he was a young man. 
he was only in his 40s i think so that's kind of sucks when i hear stuff like that but um it did a lot to cement the legacy of the film so i'm glad i watched shriek of the mutilated i'm, I'm grateful for to grin to vinegar syndrome for releasing titles like this even if they are z-grade so um the next film i watched i revisited was abominable from 2005 um and this is probably like the newest um film that i'll watch i don't think i don't have much of an interest in films older than this and the only reason why i'm watching it is because it's from uh mvd rewind and it's on my shelf and i love matt mccoy i really do he's a fantastic actor and jeffrey combs and lance henriksen and they absolutely crush in this it's got a special appearance by d wallace as well so of course you know her from et and cujo um so yeah uh, so i watched abominable years ago and I, I have a special place for this movie in my heart because when i watched it for the first time my first child had just been born and i remember watching it on cable so i had i am only familiar with the cable version of this i had watched it several times back then and really enjoyed it but the cable version was heavily edited the gore the nudity it was just it wasn't you know so so it was really nice to get into this version and see the heavy gore and the nudity and and all that stuff that was missing from the cable release and i wonder if it was even on lifetime or something i don't know but when you watch abominable um it feels like it's almost like um it's like a trauma film it's like trauma meets hitchcock in a weird way right because of the matt mccoy plays a man who's been paralyzed in a, in a climbing accident after the death of his wife and he's confined to a wheelchair and he's sort of watching the events of this bigfoot massacre uh, the massacre of these these female neighbors in this remote cabin take place from the wheelchair through these binoculars it's very much like rear window in that sense and um he has to try to find clever ways to alert the attention of these women and also the police while dealing with his piece of shit um caregiver his uh his um his, his nurse that's which i never really understood like watching the film this otis character why he gives he gives us this dude such a pressed and such a hard time he's just a, like a insufferable prick the entire movie and it's really only because like his the the death of otis later on is so incredibly satisfying because he's such an insufferable prick i guess that i guess it makes it worth it but i don't know um abominable it does feel like a lifetime movie and the acting isn't great um you have like these impossibly beautiful women spending a weekend together at a cabin and they're they're just dressed impeccably dressed high fashion they look amazing and they get picked off one by one by a bigfoot and they're just kind of running around uh screaming and not really knowing how to take care of themselves and all that and i think that um one thing that this movie should have done maybe is just lean just a little harder into the trauma thing you know like i wanted to see some shots of them partying inside the cabin and you know it doesn't have that lloyd kaufman feel that's not a lloyd kaufman film but you know i'm saying like i, I think that because it felt in the end so much like a trauma film it would have it would have just strengthened that had he just like gone balls out 
you know, with with the absurdity. And, I mean, it does in the sense of like the Bigfoot monster and the way he looks and some of the the things that happens and the kills and it is absurd, but um, it, it does take itself very seriously because because Matt McCoy just absolutely crushes as this character and he's wonderful. He's he's a joy to watch on screen. Um, and I'm glad that he, Matt McCoy, is still working and he, he's he's still out there, still getting jobs, and he's he's still in the spotlight and starring roles and of, of of shows and movies of varying quality because I mean he'll always be Lloyd Braun from Seinfeld. Let's let's not beat around the bush. He'll always be Lloyd Braun, but he is just amazing. He dominates. He he has to be in a wheelchair from the weight of carrying this film the entire way, right? So. I don't know. Everything Matt McCoy does in the film is great. Totally believable. He's very sympathetic. Um, the the one the couple, a couple things that are absurd is that he's like he, he's like works backwards to find someone's uh, cell phone number through the internet somehow, which was kind of weird. I'm like, all right, dude. I, I, there's there's some there's some weird writing choices and some things that kind of take you out of it um, here and there. But again, I'm not gonna pick apart the story or pick apart things here or there. There were some things that were happening through the film. It's kind of rolling my eyes out. I'm like, eh, this is a little one way or the other. But by the end, when we finally get a good look at the Bigfoot monster and he comes out and he's he's fucking people up, um, it completely redeems itself. It redeems itself. The film with the head cr- the head stompings and the and the way that these people are killed and the head chompings and the gore and all of that. It's just it's just. It goes. It does go balls out in the end with that amount of gore, and it's pretty effective. It's an effective movie. Um, it was definitely absurd. It's a man in a suit movie, sure. And this movie, the one thing I do love about this movie is that it knew exactly what it was, and it made no bones about it. Um, like I said, because the strength of Matt McCoy's performance, it's it's so good that I think with the addition of the serious acting by the rest of the cast could have held the film back a little bit and it makes it feel like a lifetime movie a little bit but that's why I said I think maybe going making the female characters just completely absurd like assholes maybe drug addicts something you know something like that but they're very like neutral characters and you don't really care much one way or the other but um yeah, so I don't know. That's just it's a minor thing. It does that doesn't hurt my enjoyment of the film. And um, there is a special introduction by the director in the new edition of Abominable that I really enjoyed. Um, I, I enjoy listening to the director's thoughts and feelings about his pro- about their project and and this project specifically because it is uh, close to me a little bit. I, I do have a, a fondness for this movie. Um, he talks about how he was able to re- revisit his film from the 35mm print, restore it, and um, that he had to sort of recreate a lot of the scenes, I'm sorry, a lot of the effects and some of the editing and to restore some of the some of the scenes in there. And um, he had a chance to, to revisit the, the monster makeup um, digitally and add create the monster's face the way that he sort of saw it in a certain shot and it, and it made him feel like the film was you know more true to the to the original vision which i like that I, I like that second chance idea so it was nice listening to the director talk about his film and his experience and um it was nice a little insight was nice i have not listened to the commentary track on this but i'm going to 
But the MVD Rewind Collection Blu-ray itself, I do have a bit of an issue with these in that, like, it is nice that they give us a poster. They give us that 8x10 poster. Um, and I do have all those posters framed on my, on my wall from every MVD Rewind Collection that I have, uh, edition that I own. I, I've, I've framed the posters, and I appreciate that very much. But the, the box art itself, the, the Blu-rays are just... Uh, uh, printed white with black font no reversible sleeve so they do feel you know not the best but um still not terrible and the special features do include the new 2k high definition transfer from the camera negative and the blu-ray there is a two disc set here and the the disc the 4k the 2k release i'm sorry the blu-ray release is the um the new version and the dvd version i think is the older version and i did notice i noticed that in the restored version and the director talks about how they were able to fix some of the blacks the deeper blacks and like recolor the film um the color temperature and things like that but i think that it may have affected some of the darker shots in the film because you watch the dvd version and you watch the blu-ray version and some of the shots that are in pure darkness have this strange misty blotchy effect in the black it's a very this very weird look it's very uh jarring and i notice that sometimes even with the footage that i shoot and i put in final cut if i'm using a lut that's a little weird or it's just too much it, those black blacks you get artifacts or i don't know the, the technical term for it but it's like a weird sort of floating nebulous blotchy blackness that's uh, very distracting actually in the film i watched it in complete darkness um because it is it's a good film to watch in the dark and it was very very prevalent in the dark 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 scenes so then i decided to throw on the, the dvd version and it's just not there it isn't the case so i don't that doesn't exist in the, in the that artifacting doesn't exist in the dvd version so i don't know what the cause of that was i'm not a technical guy so I have no clue, but I, that's one thing I did notice. It did take away the enjoyment a little bit of it, so I don't know. Um, not a huge deal, but it's something that I noticed. And uh, a bunch more special features on here. Some there's a there's a there's a full length documentary, like 35 minutes or 38 minutes or something, and um, deleted scenes, extended scenes, commentary with Matt McCoy. I'm definitely going to be listening to that because I love Matt McCoy and. It was nice to see Lance Henriksen and Jeffrey Combs in here, even though I thought that their performances were a little bad. Um, it was I, I always love seeing those guys. It's funny because Jeffrey Combs' character as the um, the weirdo gas station guy, I know so many guys like that. There's so many dudes in Wisconsin that, that I've met who are like that. They're just these grizzled, long-haired, greasy guys smoke a lot and they with the oxygen tank on and i don't know there no lots of guys like that so it was kind of cool to see that and 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 nice to see lance for a scene or two running around trying to save the girl but getting mutilated and that sort of thing um yeah so that was that was that it was a good it was a really good experience it was nice to revisit abominable again and it was nice to see shriek of the mutilated for the first time um Abominable is one is a great one to watch with your friends, watch with somebody. Um, but Shriek of the Mutilated, 
I guess it is. Yeah, you could. You could. It's another good one to throw on, watch with friends. Not one that I'm going to be revisiting anytime soon, but there is a commentary track on here I am interested in because um, it, it is with Roberta Finley, and I really, really enjoyed I found her extremely insightful, and I enjoyed listening to her speak about, about her film career. So I will be revisiting those special features again at some point, and, and after I climb this big mountain of boutique Blu-rays that I've set for myself here, um, I will be revisiting some of these titles, I think, and uh, doing some retrospectives. Who knows? But yeah, um, Shriek of the Mutilated and Abominable. Shriek of the Mutilated is available through Vinegar Syndrome at potentially uh, DiabolicDVD.com. I don't know if you can get the limited slip anymore. You probably have to go to eBay for that. Chances are it's not available. It is a bit of an older release, I think. I don't know exactly when it came out. Uh, they don't really. Uh, 2000. Oh, this is from this year. Okay, so maybe, maybe you still can get this limited slip if you're into that thing. I certainly am. The limited slips look great on my shelf. Abominable. I don't know if this had a slip or not with it. Um, I don't have one. I got this from Amazon, I believe. Some of my abomin uh, MVD rewind collections have slip cases or slip covers, however you choose to say it, and this one does not, unfortunately. And so, if there is an addition out there that exists with an abominable slipcase i'd like to know because i would like to add this to my collection it's definitely one of my top shelf for sentimental reasons i watched it with my daughter when i was very young and she was still an infant so i'll always remember this film and have a special place for it shriek of the mutilated not so much but check them out anyway and i'll be back again tomorrow for more doing an episode every day two movies a day I do keep myself busy. Aside from my busy tattoo schedule and my downtime, I, I watch movies and make these episodes to keep myself from spending. And so far, it's worked with mixed results, but the last few days have been productive. So we'll see you later. <laughs>